What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Hold the Lane. This is episode five of the series so far. I'm your host, Dalton Floyd, and first guest of the show, uh, we have Taylor, a.k.a. TaylorBotTV, a guy that I've played with for almost the past two years on Black Ops 4, got a lot of experience uh, in the game with him, and we've actually attended CWL Anaheim together before it switched to the CDL. So welcome to the show, Taylor. Uh, Really excited to talk about some Cold War today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a exciting time for Call of Duty. Ready to talk about it. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so, pretty much, we're just gonna go straight in order of uh, how the reveal went. It happened on Wednesday, August, or not August? It was uh, September. I don't even remember what what date was it. September. I'll look at my calendar. Um, just this past Wednesday, September 9th, at one o'clock, they had the Call of Duty black ops cold war multiplayer reveal and it happened on multiple platforms which i was a little surprised of um youtube twitch and maybe twitter as well i can't remember um but they showed off the multiplayer they started out with a trailer pretty cool trailer showing off a lot of things that we didn't even see in the gameplay guns and uh score streaks that weren't even in the gameplay that we saw uh and then they went from that to sort of showing off some features and then after that we got straight into some like actual live gameplay from the pros and streamers so i'm gonna start off by just listing off some of the biggest points about the game so far that treyarch released and then we can talk about those for a little bit so right off the bat we have pretty much some great things that modern warfare took away but black ops cold war is bringing it back we have the traditional money the minimap returning where uh, you have the mini-map in the top left corner, and whenever somebody shoots without a suppressor, they pop up just like they normally would in a Call of Duty. It's just it's pretty simple. Uh, it's It should be in every Call of Duty. Uh, slightly faster time to kill than Black Ops 4. Ninja Perk is back, a.k.a. Dead Silence. Um, and we'll talk, talk a little bit more about that as far as what exactly that means. Um, the health bar in the, in the actual appearance in the uh, UI is is back and it can be toggled 150 health is back you can now edit edit your loadouts mid-match that returns from modern warfare unlimited sprint comes back and then auto health regen is back so just based off those first few details about the game uh what is sort of your like your initial reaction to it yeah i think they listen to the community a lot in terms of the uav the sorry yeah. the mini map because that's something that plays a lot of pubs. You know, there's sometimes we go in there, we win game 75 to 10. And mm-hmm. as a player that knows what they're doing, the mini-map changes things a lot. You can look at where spawns are going, if they're flipping, all sorts of stuff that you just lost out in an MW and it made it impossible to play as a pub player. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, Dead Silence coming back is major, major news. Mm-hmm. Having it a perk was just kind of ridiculous to think about. Yeah. So it's good that they brought that back, for sure. Yeah, it was a little weird because about a month or two ago, there were already leaks that it wasn't going to be a perk, and uh, it may have like been a field upgrade back before even this alpha gameplay. And that's how it was in Modern Warfare. It was a field upgrade, sort of like Specialist in Black Ops 3 and 4. And it's like, for for respawns, sure, that's that's fine. But when it comes to search, it's like, I don't want to have to like worry about my Dead Silence charging back up before I before I, like, make a good play or something like that. Like, it was interesting to see, but it's definitely not what I prefer at all. Like, I'd, I'd rather the Dead Silence just constantly be there. And Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It just it feels like, you know, in the last game, it became a strategic part 
of Search and Destroy, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool to watch play out in, like, uh, Champs or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, it should just be a right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, same thing for, like, uh, honestly, at this point, it's the same way for Unlimited Sprint. Like, sure, back in Black Ops 1 and all of the older Call of Duties, it wasn't necessarily something that I expected. But at this point, I, I love that Unlimited Sprint is sort of like a, a default thing for Treyarch games. And it definitely should always be a thing for me. Because, I, I mean, I, don't, I like the tactical sprints not back. That's also another thing that uh, was announced. And it's because I hate it, like, just mashing the left stick in Modern Warfare. And with Unlimited Sprint coming back, it's, it's going to alleviate that a lot, too. Um, what do you think about editing loadouts mid-match? I think that's a huge step, especially since you and I have been on Black Ops 4 for the past two years, basically. So being able to do that is going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be a big upgrade for us. I mean... We're stuck with what we got. Now you'd be able to make changes. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's messing with you a lot. You have to match them up. You're used to playing with the commando or whatever, and you switch to AK-74. Yeah. Because the other four guys on the map are all using AK-74s. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a big, big help. Also, if, you know, the game's going to poop and you want to kind of mess with them, you can throw out a sniper that you might not have had set up. Yeah. You know, it'll be fun for sure. Even if it's just something, like, small, like an attachment or something like that, being able to do that right on the fly... Um, and then work, like being able to get it on your next life is going to be huge. Even a perk, you know, yeah, if you have perk. to put out, you know, to cover up on UAVs or whatever, mm-hmm. that would be huge to be able to just do just like that. So Yeah, and speaking of perks, let's talk about the class system for a little bit in Black Ops Cold War. Um, it's They've said that it's like a gunsmith and pick 10 hybrid, and it, they're, they're right in that regard because for, for all of your guns, you have the gunsmith feature where you can get five attachments right off the rip and there's multiple kinds of the same like grip or uh stock and things like that but i don't really see where the pick 10 comes in because it's really not there in my opinion um everybody gets their primary secondary tack lethal and field upgrade and then three perks right off the rip and you don't get penalized for any of that but then they bring in wild cards and it doesn't really seem like you lose anything when you put in put on those wild cards. And like I showed you guys screenshots and, and text and stuff like that. You can like you can stack your class with six perks and really not have much of a downside. Like what do you think about that? Like what are your thoughts on really not having much of a downside with this? I mean, the way I've always kind of said stuff is if everybody can do it then fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean may the best man win, but at the same time it sounds like things might just be a little bit too complicated with the amount of attachments even. Yeah. Add that on to the fact that you can have any perk you want. I guess everybody will just figure out the best setup and go with it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes less is more, you know what I mean? So yeah, Treyarch's always been good for kind of being simple, and it might get a little complex, but I think we'll figure it out pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, I, like, I feel like at least at launch or even in the beta that's coming up in like a month, um, I feel like UAVs or spy planes really aren't even going to be like useful because everybody's going to have Ghost immediately, and Ghost and Ninja or Dead Silence is in the same exact perk slot, so you're going to have Ghost and Ninja stacked up against each other, and I I just can't see UAVs really being that useful. Yeah, it's uh to be able to pick two from the same slot without having to do anything crazy is mm-hmm. that's a dangerous way to play. Yeah, because but, uh, for those that don't really know, like, in, in past Call of Duties, you'd have to sacrifice an attachment or something. a whole yeah. gun. Like, you'd have to sacrifice your whole secondary. All together, mm-hmm. yeah. 
So it'll be weird to see how it works for pubs. Yeah. I, Even competitive, I'm sure competitive they'll just Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna deal with that <laughs> in competitive like I'm sure that like we know that some of those aren't even gonna be used to begin with. Like we know that ghost isn't gonna be used, but but the fact that you do have that much freedom with your class, it's gonna be a little weird. Like just from watching that alpha gameplay, I, I already know that there's gonna be a ton of not only bans but also GAs if, if Treyarch doesn't ban them themselves. So Speaking yes. of competitive, uh, let's talk about Control. What do you think about Control returning? It was officially confirmed by Treyarch on the stream. Yeah, I think it's probably the best option mm -hmm. for boots on the ground COD. Obviously, capture the flag was something you could think about. Domination was just abysmal, you know. Yeah. Sometimes that thing would be over a minute in, a minute and a half in, and it was the worst to watch mm -hmm. throughout the CDL year. And then you add on the fact that I think capture the flag is probably outdated. This was, you know, it was really good to watch. There's some crazy games, uh, Black Ops 4 with Control, and yeah, I think yeah. overall it's just the best experience for the viewer. And uh, gameplay-wise, you know, I get frustrated because I'm yeah. kind of impatient, but it's still way better for the game than any of the other options, in my opinion. It also makes you think, though, we're switching. Like, we're we're really used to 5v5 Control. How different will it be with 4v4 Control? In the alpha gameplay, they were doing like 6v6. I'm pretty sure. But with 4v4 control, it makes you wonder how control will specifically play. Um, they still have the option with CTF, but I, I think that I think that Treyarch and Activision sort of have like the the final say in that. So I think it's basically confirmed that we'll get control. But I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be played a lot differently because in Black Ops 4, at least on the break, we always we always just just rush at each other and just see who can get the trades and everything. But with this, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to play. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, the strategy is definitely going to change. I'm wondering, we haven't seen all the multiplayer maps. I'm wondering yeah. if there's going to be maps that are catered to a smaller group of people for competitive. It'd be cool. Maybe it's smaller, you know, like you get some smaller maps where... Because right now, if you're playing, let's say, on Arsenal and four drop, that point's mm -hmm. gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the time you get back with four people... Mm -hmm. They've already capped it, you know what I mean? Unless they make it slower. Like, I feel like they'd have to make the map smaller for it to work. Yeah, and, and even in Black Ops 4, there's no respawn timer, right? Maybe. It's very slow. Like one or two I mean, seconds? It's like a second or two at most. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe with 4v4, maybe not have one at all or something like that. Um, one thing that I saw somebody bring up on Reddit is, what would you, like, in Modern Warfare, that we saw this for the first time in Hardpoint, what would you think if maybe for the first 30 seconds, there was no, um, I'm trying to think of how to put it. There's no, like... like the, the points don't show Yeah, up. the points don't, like, pop immediately. So we're just sort of, we're just sort of playing TDM for the first 30 seconds until the points finally pop. What would you think about that addition to control instead of, or who knows if, if, if it's even going to come back to our point, but what, what would you think if they added that to control? I think... Yeah, I think you got to try something. I just don't know. I can't until you play it. It's gonna be weird to see how it works yeah. with only four people. I think they might. That may be something that they consider, because that's the thing. Like if you just go to set up on one, you know, you pick the wrong one. If the map's big enough, it's over. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So giving that thirty seconds to kind of feel out the map couldn't hurt. It gives a new element. Mm -hmm. Obviously, maybe the timer would have the round would have to be a little longer. Yeah. Or the round doesn't technically start until they pop. Mm -hmm. It would Something be you like have that. to look at it, but it's definitely an option. Yeah, and I can't remember. I think it's like five minutes in Black Ops Four for control, something like yeah. that. Uh, 
so yeah, that's that's definitely something they can consider. And it's I'll talk about it in a little bit, but it's it's insane how how responsive they already are to some of these some of these like weapon tunings and um, even CDL questions. The guys at Treyarch they're already on top of things. So that that gives me a theory that I'll talk about in a second. But uh, let's let's spend a minute and talk about the score streak system. Uh, it's something that I freaked out about a lot when I first saw it on the stream. But to give a to give a brief summary about it, basically the score streak system that we've come to know and love is basically instead of kill streaks, instead of just your your streaks being based solely on your kills, they're based on score, whether it be through kills or objectives, um, or kills in the objective actually. Uh, score streaks in this game, the score carries over after death, and uh, it's it's weird. So if you go on a streak, the multipliers are there. The multipliers get bigger the longer you stay alive, um, and the score streaks after you use them go on an automatic cooldown after you use them uh, to quote prevent spamming. So at first I was like, this is ridiculous, just because it's gonna like cater to bad players. But after watching more gameplay and uh, hearing from the developers, it doesn't seem like it's really gonna help them that much. It's just gonna help like the the average players. Um, what do you think about the score streaks? Yeah, I think like you at first, I was like, why would you do that? Because mm-hmm. I'm used to you know calling in that UAV and then Harrier or whatever, and then yeah. you get your chopper <laughs> and you call it a day, and you can do that three or four times if you're good enough in a mm-hmm. game. But now, obviously, I think watching like you watching some of the streamers play it's still kind of rare to get up to that top kill streak even if you are dying yeah to get all the way up to like the chopper which fries by the way i'm sure we'll talk about that but to get to that it still looks like it's kind of hard to do i just think you know i don't know why they try this because if it's not broke don't fix it type thing but at the same time you know i guess we'll have to see it with their own hands to decide if we really hate it or like it Mm-hmm. And like as you said, I, we were we were both watching most of the streamers that were they were playing this past week, and I was watching some of Scum's recent videos for people like uh, if you're listening to a competitive competitive COD podcast, you really should know him. He's probably the biggest competitive COD guy ever at this point. Um, but Scump was playing uh, one of his more recent videos. He got a chopper, and uh, he, he went on a 16 kill streak. So it's or score streak uh it's so it's basically confirmed that just strictly on gun kills um it has to be 16 kills in a row without dying to get a chopper don't really know how it factors in if you die at any point between those but i think i think one of the math or one of the things for sure is that if you did the math and you you got three kills died and three kills died and you did that over and over again until you got a chopper You'd have to get sixty kills in a, in like in total during that game to get a chopper. So that's why I'm sort of like not really that mad anymore, just because I know that uh, for for really bad players, you're you're there's really no not way. gonna yeah. There's just no way you're gonna get the chopper. Like you, you need to go on those streaks because they still have the multiple. Well, we never had multipliers before, but they have multipliers for these streaks. So. So, I mean, even if it's just like a seven streak, you're going to have to go on some sort of streak to rank up that uh, or rack up that multiplier. So I'm not too worried about it. But now if we're talking about competitive and how it affects the CDL, there just needs to be a setting, in my opinion, to take it back to the classic way. Um, do, you th- do you feel the same way about that or should we even have them at all? Yeah, I think 
I think Treyarch and Activision will want it to be the same. And, you know, we've talked about it before at one point. Does their investment turn into them deciding and not Slasher? But, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. I think they wouldn't be very happy. If, I don't think they're going to give them the option, if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. I just can't see them. I know the pros will want that. Um, but, again, it means you have to frag out to get yeah, it. Yeah. And if you, what I didn't like about MW is guys would go on, like, 15, 20 kill streaks. And it meant nothing because mm-hmm. didn't, they had no streaks at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I I would prefer if they could go back to classic, and where if you die, it's over. Um, but I just don't see Activision and Treyarch doing that for the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, before Black Ops Two came out, that's all we had in competitive was it was just strictly gun kills and how people maneuvered around the objective. And then once Black Ops Two came in. That's how we saw, like, how exactly can streaks influence an objective and things like that. And I've said it multiple times in the podcast already, you and I and some of our other friends have stayed on Black Ops 4 and just the way that even if you're you're not necessarily going on, going on a huge streak and you're just staying in the objective, if you can go on a small streak and rack up at least uh, the first lightning strike or something like that, you can hold on to that for very long into the game and use it at the right time, and it, and it really influences... Um, certain hills on a hard point or um, a hill in oh, control sure. or something like that. So, yeah. I don't know. You mentioned, like, Slasher, you know, possibly ga and stuff like that. And it it, it is going to be a weird dynamic if Treyarch keeps it the same way and somebody like Slasher just says, we're ga all the score streaks. Um, there's, an, I, I, there's no way that's going to happen. Like, they're going to have to deal with it. But watching competitive with this system... I don't really know how it's going to work out. Um, Tony Flame from Treyarch did say that, quote, we are still developing the final competitive rule set, and they'll speak more on it soon. So that makes me think they're going to do some sort of esports live stream. I really hope they do, but they did do it for Black Ops 4, so that's why I'm sort of optimistic about it. Yeah, yeah, I think that they will, and I think that they they care about it more than they did even before. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw, but there was a screenshot. You might have sent it to me. There's a screenshot of it had CDL in the bottom corner. It yeah. was just message of the day. But yeah, I saw even that. for it to be in there, you know, in September is a big deal. Um, definitely, I think, you know, Treyarch traditionally has cared more about competitive than Infinity Ward, which leads us to believe this will be a good com- uh, game for competitive. Yeah. Uh, I think they care a lot more, and they know it's important. Seeing the numbers from COD Champs, 150,000 or whatever it was, I think they even peaked at like somewhere around three hundred thousand across yeah, all platforms. Yeah, they you know they averaged one hundred fifteen on I think during you know phase versus Dallas they got in over two hundred for sure maybe yeah. three hundred. Those are big numbers you know for online. Oh yeah, for so online plus for just COD in general, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, other esports have have surpassed that in the past, but for COD that those are definitely huge numbers, especially when you get to to the three hundred thousands. Like that's with no insane. <laughs> yeah, with no optic gaming, with with uh, all these other rebrands going on. You know, we've still got the phase and um, you know the Chicago Huntsman backed by Hex and all that stuff. But yeah. it's it's still crazy Big for numbers. COD in general. Yeah. Um, one one other tidbit that I want to talk about as far as Black Ops Cold War goes is. Uh, you know, we've talked about the stream, and one of the... He's an ex-COD YouTuber, and he's now apparently a credible leaker in the scene. He's been leaking stuff for the past summer. 
Uh, somebody asked them about a ranked mode, and you and I have been wanting a ranked mode. Like they, We've been wanting them to announce something like this for a while, but somebody asked him about this, and he said, there's one coming, but I don't know any more than that at the moment. And he said, I hope it's like Black Ops 2, though. So he says that there's one coming, and, you know, like you said with with the whole uh, announcement, the message of the day with the World League, um, it definitely seems like there there could be one at launch or possibly like shortly after launch. Um, would you would you want one at launch or sort of like after they get some sort of rule set in? But yeah, you know, personally, I think that the first weekend of the season they should have it ready. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you can go into that hub, you can play games, you can watch from the hub. Yeah. I feel like that's just a win-win, but I also don't want them to rush it to the point where it's incomplete and buggy or just pointless like it was in MW. Yeah. And at the same time, I don't want to be waiting till February or March. Yeah, I mean, because in, in Black Ops 4, it was like March, right? It was, yeah, I think it was late February, early March. We still played the hell out of it, but, you know, oh, yeah. we wanted that in December. Because you get tired of pubs, I'd say. Like, there's Christmas yeah, you definitely do. in December, and then when January hits, you're like, eh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, so the only thing that keeps me going or, through pubs... You know. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that keeps me going through pubs is, like, camo challenges and, th- and stuff like that and leveling up. And even then, like you said, it still gets boring after a while. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. Like, if if they start the season in January, would you want to wait that long? Like, if it, was, if it was the first week of January? Or would you want to see it sooner? I'd want it earlier than that, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said... Christmas, you can get through with the Christmas news. Yeah. But after that, you really, like, January is the absolute latest, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like, like, it comes out in November, so you got to be fair to them. I mean, yeah. January 1st is a good, like, you know. And especially since they're still time, saying I'd that say. they're developing the final competitive rule set, I think that they're at least close, maybe talking with the pros about it. I think that I think they're close to putting one out, and, and you know, if they if they do some sort of stream, I think they'll be talking about that more. And I think one more one more thing to point out that most people aren't even really paying attention to is that yeah, that there was that message of the day in in the alpha, but one thing that they need to like look at is that the wording on that was the World League specifically. Like the the Call of Duty League isn't like branded as the Call of Duty World League anymore. It's just the Call of Duty League. So. Yeah. So being that it says World League, and in Black Ops 4 it was just called World League and not necessarily League Play, um, I, I think it's just more or less confirmed that that's, that's going to be like the, the playlist. And maybe that message of the day was like an announcement of the playlist that they just sort of had there. Yeah. If, if it came at launch with, with any sort of minimal rule set, then I'm more than happy about that. And like, you know, realistically, I'm probably playing a few pubs and then going straight into that thing because... It, you can't ask for anything better. I, I'm not sure if Black Ops 2 had it at launch, but I know that they had a lot. They had a lot of like subsections of it with like, um, I don't know, like pub friendly playlists and mosh pit playlists and stuff like that. But if if they had a ranked play or any sort of ranked play at launch with a minimal rule set, I, I would lose my mind and absolutely go nuts on that thing because it, it would just be awesome to have. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to see, and hopefully, you know, they take it more in the direction of Black Ops 2 than Black Ops 4. Maybe they learn yeah. if they've been listening to what everybody says. Mm-hmm. Everybody says the same thing. I mean, Black Ops 4 was great and all, but the ranking system made no sense. Yeah, it made you know, no we're, sense. We're both level 30. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's these weird diamonds on top that nobody really knows what the hell they mean. Yeah, I mean, you it's know? like when we go in game chat and, and talk like talk trash to the other team, it's like people have called me out in the past on what color like rank I have, but I have no idea what that means. Like, I understand that, like, I think purple is master or something like that. But Yeah, and, you know, if, you're, if your diamond is on fire, then, you know, you've <laughs> won your division. But you can win the division by playing more games and not losing. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it has nothing to do with... And, like, being placed into that division or rank in general, it's it's really random because I've had, like, average games before and been placed into Master. So, yeah, I don't I've know. Had some of my best games have been put in the lowest division. <laughs> so. I, know that, I know that back in Black Ops 2, it was weird because I got really into Nate Shot and watching his um, Road to Master's division. And then I eventually got into Master's division myself. And once you got into Master's division, the next time you tried getting into it, it was a lot easier than the time before. So yeah, you if, get there once and yeah, if they fix that a little bit and you know people have praised World War II's um, ranked play too, I, I think it was one of the best with the Elo system. If they did some sort of mix with that, it'd be great. But I know that I know that it, it probably takes a long time to to put something like that together. So I don't know. It, I mean, it's good that we're at least talking about it this early. It's only September and the game's gonna release in November, but I, I'm ready for whatever they give me. Um, Let's say one last thing about um, Black Ops Cold War before we talk about free agency rumors. We've talked about the gameplay itself and some of the features, but what about the appearance and the visuals of the game? Some of the maps, some of the guns. Um, what did you think about some of that? Some of, like the appearance of the game. I think you know, for me, looking at it right away, I was happy. Uh, just some of the colors, because I think we all know in the past, Treyarch's kind of been gloomy, doomy, grays and blacks and. Mm-hmm. browns and you know there's a lot of colorful maps miami being one that comes to mind yeah vibrant colors you know even you know the one on the boat i don't know the name i'm sorry it's like it, it's like armada or something like that something, sure it's whatever armada. it is it looks beautiful even though mm-hmm. it's on a boat you know it's on three I boats just, <laughs> yeah three boats some jet skis some tanks whatever you mm-hmm. want and anyways i think visually it looks good the gameplay from the PS5, I mean, to be honest, I was at work watching on 360p, yeah, so I didn't yeah. see it in 4K or anything, but even in 360p, it looked a lot better in my eyes than what we got in the last game. Yeah. And just the feel of it, like watching this 74U, you know, beam a guy across map, just, it mm-hmm. just looks like a lot of that fun. That thing is nasty right now. <laughs> the laser beam, I'm sure it'll get nerfed. but Yeah, you know, I'm sure like, it'll get nerfed, and like, even the MP5 is really good, too. But just visually, it looks exactly like what we like, mm-hmm. and the feel to it, it just feels, you know, like what we've come to love from Treyarch. Yeah, and, like, it's weird how that's the theme over the past, like, ten years, honestly, with having with Treyarch having so, those colorful maps, and then we get the Modern Warfare games that just have those, like you said, the, the grays and browns and, like, greens that just... It works for, like, people that enjoy some sort of quote-unquote realism, but... I, I'm not here to like to play Call of Duty for realism. I'm, it's I'm here. Yeah, it's depressing. Like I'm just here for good gameplay. If we can have good gameplay, I don't. I don't really care about it being realistic at all. I'm not. I'm not here to play a realistic shooter. So, um, yeah. So with with maps like Miami, when you hear the word Miami, you're expecting some sort of Miami Vice like uh, really colorful map. There's even a map called Moscow that I think Scump's first video that he had of Black Ops Cold War. It was Control on Moscow. And that's probably going to be a competitive map. Um, it, it looks really nice. It's some sort of, like, um, people compared it to Arsenal, even though it's not as, like, uh, 
outdoorsy and colorful as, as Arsenal. It's still got the sort of the same layout, um, but that's going to be cool to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited just to be back on, uh, be back on those colorful maps. Um, what did you think about some sort of, we're not wording that wrong. Uh, what did you think about like watching people slide cancel on Black Ops Cold War? Is that an issue with you or what's yeah, really I the mean, deal? They already kind of said that they're looking at it and they're going to create a way to deal with that. Yeah. Right? Which is good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's not fair to everybody else to have to play against Symphony of Easy slide canceling yeah. across. Sally, I'm finding new ways to slide cancel. Yeah, you know, I didn't see too much shot punching either yet. I'm sure it'll Yeah, be I didn't see a single shot punch, and I, I thought about that too. So, But um, I like that they are going to kind of try to deal with that because what Scump had been saying was that it was basically the same as MW, mm-hmm. which is a concern. Um, you know, and, and I never knew the button combination to slide cancel to begin with. So it was like XX circle or something. Yeah, it was like whatever button you <laughs> use to slide, you hit that twice, and then you hit the jump button. And it instead of instead of the the slide cancel where we have it in Black Ops Four, where you just slide and then aim, instead of having that where it like takes you from a sliding position to standing up, this um so that's how it was in Black Ops Four. And if you if you did that in Black Ops Cold War, it would just keep you in a crouching position. So the workaround for slide canceling is that if you if you did that button combination, which it's it's just too complicated for me to do on a, on a lifely basis in that game. Um, if you did that combination, then it would stand you up. And if yeah. you did the slide and then aim, it just keeps you crouched. So um, they said that if um, when they find the fix, it's gonna it's gonna give those people that slide cancel some sort of movement penalty. So maybe it's like you move slower. And since we're speaking about movement, uh, one thing that I didn't know until yesterday, I'm pretty sure, is that there is no tactical sprint, but they they added some sort of like sprint boost. So right when you spawn up and you start sprinting, there's some sort of like like boost right off the rip, and then you slow down to a normal sprint That's speed. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's really nothing you can, like, say to complain about that, honestly. It's just, that, like... Especially for objective gameplay, that's perfect. Because the yeah. first thing is when you die, and you're at the back of spawn, and you're mm-hmm. trying to run back to the hill, and you're like, I can't get there quick enough. Yeah. That boost would definitely be a help, for sure. And it doesn't hurt anyone else. No, not at all. I mean, especially you know? since we were talking so. about 4v4 control earlier, and how, how that was going to affect the gameplay. So, hopefully that fixes things. Um, so that's about it for Black Ops Cold War. Uh, really, really excited for them to announce some sort of esports like live stream. Hopefully within the next week or so. I think PlayStation has a live stream coming up on Wednesday, and I'm not really sure what that's all about. But as far as Black Ops Cold War, hopefully they announce something within the next week. Um, so let's get on to free agency and rumor uh, rumors of free agency and roster talk with the CDL in these in this last little segment here on the show. Um, basically in this, I, I wrote a ton of team notes, uh, regarding rumors and things like that. And then Octane from the Seattle Surge made a video on Infinite Warfare, I'm pretty sure, throwing it back. And he called out Crone, aka CDL Intel, and said that he's really, really surprised that he hasn't like, like just dropped the bomb on some of these roster news, uh, lately. So then... That same day, like a couple of hours later, he announced he wrote out this full article with everything that he knows about every single team. So we're basically just gonna skim through some of these teams and give our opinions on them. Uh, basically, the the roster that has most recently been like confirmed or rumored, 
uh, with with Crone's knowledge. So this is in no sort of order, but um, we can start with the top three teams. So starting with the Dallas Empire, we pretty much know that the four-man roster of Krim, Hook, Ily, and Shotzi is confirmed to be the new roster ever since they dropped Clay. So do you have any, like, like weird feelings about that? I mean, it was pretty much expected, right? Yeah, I mean, you kind of probably figured it was going to be one of the old guns that dropped, yeah. either Clay or Krim. And I guess, you know, Krim had the better relationships would be my, my guess on why he's there and Clay isn't. Yeah, um, Clay's always guess, the odd man out. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is whether it's on land or if it's still on, you know, or if it's still online, because if it's online, they're a big team. But I don't know if you remember, but at the start of the season when they were on land, they were having some rough performances with their younger players. Oh, yeah. Shotzi had some horrible games, especially that first one, <laughs> like the launch weekend. He yeah. he was getting memed out of the out of his mind on so Twitter. They were being called the Dallas Onliners for a reason, mm-hmm. and they proved that by winning the the whole thing. Yeah, I think, you winning know, the whole thing. Plus, they eventually did win a land event before COVID had, COVID hit everything. They did, yeah. But, you know, I think that that's probably the way to go. It'll be interesting with the new players, you know, coming over from other games. This yeah. is their first Treyarch title. So you never know what you're going to get for sure. But mm-hmm. I think they'll definitely stay, you know, a top three to top five team. Oh, 100%. And it'll just be interesting to see Hook the Nuke coming back to Black Ops, see what he can do. Yeah, see if he he can even perform because he didn't have the best Black Ops 4 season on no. Splice. Yeah, part of it was obviously team issues. But yeah. For sure. He's got some redemption to come. Um, really big team coming up here with a huge roster change. We got second place at COD Champs this past year. Uh, from what Crone has heard and from from the rumor circulation, uh, he believes that Major Maniac and Priest are going to be released and sent to more than likely the Minnesota Rocker, and we can talk about them in a second. And then Arceus is going to be joining Simp, Abizi, and Celium. So we know that Arceus was confirmed to be released from the Chicago Huntsman a few days ago. And the rumor is that he's going to be the main AR for this SMG duo of Simp and Abizi, and then the flex of Celia more than likely. So, how do you think? Do you think this improves the team at all, and how do you think this is just going to shape out for them? I just think with those, you know, the core three of Simp, Abizi, and Celia, but on Treyarch especially, they're going yeah. to be disgusting and a nightmare for everybody else, especially with the sub beta that we're probably going to have mm-hmm. once again. I, I think that Arsides is a good player. We'll see what happens. He sometimes has issues not yeah. playing with his brother. Yeah, and that's Definitely the big thing that I was that. telling you about when I first heard about it. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I mean, he, he told Hector on the podca- on the eavesdrop podcast, like, immediately he said when he signed his contract with the Huntsman that he regrets not playing with his brother. So, like, I, I really hope that that doesn't really mess things up because because this is this is a really good team on paper. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a good team. You know, he's definitely top five main AR. Oh well, yeah, you definitely. Know, I've talked before about how I wish they could sneak Octane out of Seattle, because that would have just been ridiculous. Oh but yeah, that would have been crazy. It, you know, you take what you can get. It was definitely a good choice for mm-hmm. sure. Still yeah. a top three team. I yeah. honestly have them as my favorite going into the next year personally, mm-hmm. um, just because of the title. Yeah, I mean, Simp had his breakout year on Black Ops 4. It was his first year as a pro. Um, it was his rookie year, obviously. And Abizi had been there for a little bit, so he was sort of the supporting role. And Selium, Selium had an all right year in Black Ops 4. It was sort of like unknown. Uh, he wasn't really like the big name. But 
But yeah, that roster is nasty going into a straight into a Treyarch title, and especially with some of the snipe gameplay that I've seen, some of the people using snipers from Black Ops Cold War, and how good Simp is with a sniper. Um, it's gonna be crazy. He's probably gonna be bullying people on the map with that thing. Um, so speaking of Octane you, that you already mentioned, let's let's sort of dive into the Seattle Surge, and we'll probably we'll probably end it with this team and maybe one or two more. Um, so for the Seattle Surge. They they announced on September 4th that they released pretty much every single person on their roster, including subs and coaches and stuff like that. And they re-signed Octane shortly after. I think it was probably a day after or something like that. And the rumor going around was that um, Octane, Looney, and Pristini was the, was the trio that he heard about the most. And then he also heard that Gunless was talking to them, but... I don't know. I've heard recently that Gunless may have went to the Optic Gaming uh, Los Angeles. So, so what do you think about like the proposed four uh, with Gunless in there, and then possibly now with Gunless going to Optic Gaming LA? I guess we can knock out two teams at once. Yeah, I mean, for the first part for Seattle, I personally don't see it being a team that can be productive. Mm-hmm. They've they've all had good years in the past. I just when you throw that group together, I mean, Pristini is my first issue. I mean, if you watch them at Champs, he's definitely, you know, he has his ups and downs. Yeah. He even had some redemption within that, but he's just not very stable. You don't get a stable, normal game from him. You don't know what you're going to get on any given day from that kid, which is the yeah, issue. Yeah, definitely. You know, Looney sat on the bench for a season. Yeah, for a whole season. Help. I think and, he probably did play at the beginning, like launch weekend. Yeah, when they were throwing everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. You know, they could come out and they could rip heads off, but they could also be what Seattle was last year and have trouble winning yeah. maps, let alone matches. So it's pretty unknown. I mean, Octane will be there fragging. Yeah, all the time. No matter who he's, he won't go down without a fight. But looking at them right now, in my opinion, that's a top six to top eight team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they are all if they all have a chip on their shoulder, you, you never know. They could be a top three, top four. Yeah, I and mean, then in, in terms of, I'll like to talk about it, but in terms of Gunless, maybe that's just a straight up trade. I don't know if he's been dropped. I don't remember. I know Dashi got dropped. I guess so it wouldn't be a trade. Maybe just a swap of players. He's going here. You're going there. Um, yeah, I mean, Seattle, technically he think? wasn't announced about um, leaving the Chicago Huntsman because the Huntsman put out a press release about uh, RCDs and Pristini, but they haven't said anything about Gunless yet. So yeah, either so he's still a member. Yeah, and at the time that we're recording this, it is the September twelfth. So they have two days to either, um, you drop know, or trade. yeah, drop or trade him pretty much. And Octane's tweets from last night saying that uh, it's happened again with a lot of frowny faces with the <laughs> the implication that the roster that they had has fallen through, and yeah. you know it, it happened to him before Modern Warfare. Uh, yeah. It's crazy, but um, before Modern Warfare, he had a roster of him, RCs, Envoy, and then one more. I can't remember who it was, but RCs and Envoy on the same team with Octane. That that sounds pretty disgusting. Um, okay. So I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. Like I know that you said like these guys all have big accolades in the past. Like Octane doesn't have a championship, but he's won multiple events with the Hundred Thieves. He was really good on Luminosity back in the day. And, you know, I've said it plenty of times, he's top three for sure AR of the past five years, maybe even top two. Um, so he's he's one of the best players that you, ha- that, you, that you can have, and that's why the Seattle Surge re-signed him. And then Looney, he, he's sort of a wild card because he had a really good World War II year, 
and that was two years ago. Uh, in Black Ops 4, um, he had the first ever and only 1v5 that we've ever seen in competitive play. But what team was he on in, in Black Ops 4? I can't even remember. Splice, I think. Splice, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, with Temp and Hook and one other person. I can't remember. Aqua, probably. Um, yeah. But they didn't yeah. necessarily do much. Like, they, they were sort of always that team that could do something if they ever wanted to go off, but they never really went off in any given time. Yeah, they were like a T4 to T6, that team, and uh, they couldn't win no matter what tempo. <laughs> yeah. It just and, kept on falling through. You know, Prasini won the won the champs in Black Ops 4, and he even had a good little breakout moment in the beginning of Modern Warfare. He, he had some good streaks, and um, I, I think he was at least a part of it, like one uh, Florida run. I don't know if they won with him or not, but... Uh, he he definitely went off at times for Florida, but then once he went to the Huntsman, that's when you and I both saw him sort of fall off a little bit and not really perform that well. So yeah, like you said, I mean, we have some wild cards in the team. Um, Gunless is definitely a huge what if sort of situation with uh, the chemistry with Octane and stuff like that. He's never really brought good vibes to a team, so I I, I just can't see I can't see it working out with him. Uh, but with Octane's tweets about some like his team falling through, it makes me think that he's probably going to Optic Gaming LA, which, well, you know, there's there's rumors bouncing around everywhere. But if if it turns out that Slasher, Kenny, and Gunless are gonna have a fourth in like maybe Tiege, um, it's it's a weird situation because I think that I think that picking up Priesta would have been a much better option for OGLA, and. I don't know how it's going to work, but you know, Gunless has been a good player in the past. It's just always, it's just always a personality issue. So, um, I guess we can move to OGLA and probably end it with that one. Uh, like, what would you think if Priesta does, if he does end up going back there and reuniting with Slash and Kenny, how that would work out? And now with possibly Gunless taking that position instead, uh, what do you think about those two like propositions? Yeah, I think having. Priesta there with Tiege, Slasher, and Kenny would be, that's in my eyes, a top four team. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, you know, the one thing is just getting Tiege motivated. Yeah. And having Slasher kind of be his father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of guiding him through that thing. That, you yeah. know, if they can run on all cylinders, that's a T4. Yeah, if T5. everybody can stay, like, committed, you know. Yeah. Hopefully they work out the online their... issues with events and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I think they all need to move is the first question. Yeah, for sure. Um, but after Texas that, Kenny. you know, I think they could be good. With Gunless, it's more of a question mark again. I don't know how he interacts with Slasher. Mm -hmm. Slasher's very, you know, he wants it his way. At least yeah. that's what it seems like watching as a fan. And uh, if you could get that guy motivated, I think you could have a revival like Hook had this year. Yeah, that's a good point. It needs to be in the exact right team and right scenario. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to also, like, we have the personality issue, but then we also have a role issue because Slasher's always going to be the main AR. I don't think he's going to give that up at all. And, well, he did for Octane. We'll give it that um, in 100 Thieves. But I think Slasher's going to be the main AR no matter what, and he's not going to budge. Kenny, Kenny, he's he's been good historically with either a Slayer SMG role or a Flex because he was a Flex in Black Ops 4, but he was also, he had his breakout year in World War II, being a sub so um and then with Tej, like what is, is he a sub more like an smg objective player 
Yeah, I think he flips back and forth, but I think at times he's been kind of the hill mm-hmm. trade, you know. I think on this team, Gunless would have to take the bitch role, <laughs> for lack <laughs> yeah. of a better term. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, But if he, it's Priesta, then I think Tej is back in that role. Oh, yeah. Like, if they did manage to pick up Priesta, it's the best scenario, like, because he can run any any role possible. Like, give yeah. him any role. He he ran the SMG in uh, Black Ops Four. He I, I, he rarely pulled out of Maddox, but I guess you could say he was a flex. And uh, in, in Modern Warfare, he was a flex, and like he can literally do anything. Um, so that's the ideal pickup. But I think that with the Gunless roster that we're probably going to see happen, uh, I think Gunless may have to be the flex, possibly. Um, and then, yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah, sure. because you know, even in Black Ops Four, even though he didn't like, even even though he didn't place that well, uh, I think it was with Luminosity. Uh, he still had some nasty plays and uh, a really good shot with the Maddox. So he, he definitely performs well in the, in the flex role. And then Kenny can you know mess around with the with the SMGs because we have we've already seen in the Alpha gameplay that they're pretty nasty already. Um, 74U and things of that nature. So, didn't necessarily get through all the teams, but we got through some of the more important ones. Uh, we got we got some really crazy drama with the London Royal Ravens that I'll talk about in a future future podcast. But uh, with this going out on either Sunday or Monday, by the time I record my next podcast, we'll probably see some announcements of certain teams. So, well, I'll talk about those uh, in depth on the next podcast. But uh, for now, that's pretty much it. Uh, one last little tidbit is that I don't really think that it's going to... We talked about it before we even start recording, but um, John has been speaking with multiple teams. And for people that don't know, John competed on... or He competed on Luminosity Gaming in Black Ops 4 and also World War II. And he, for an unknown, for an unknown reason, was banned from the CW, CDL slash CWL uh for this modern warfare season and uh nobody really knows why there's a rumor that you know he's going to be coming back for this year for don't i mean i guess it was just for one season but uh he's been speaking with multiple teams i don't know if it's really going to happen with such a limited like pool of players but it would be cool to see him back did you really like watch much of john back in the day well i mean you you watched the entire black ops 4 season but yeah, I've I've seen him, and he's definitely a stable player. That you know, more in a a five man roster could easily find a spot. When mm-hmm. it goes down to four, there's definitely maybe some guys that have done their time, maybe that would keep those spots. I think having him as a sub in the wings is a good idea for a team. But you know, team everybody's kind of scared to bring in subs that could actually perform. Yeah, nobody wants to lose their job like that. Yeah, so it's, we'll it's definitely a crazy scenario. Yeah, yeah, I mean, going from five-player teams with 12, with 12, 12 teams, um, 60 players, to now going down to 48 players total in the entire league in a 4v4 setting, it's it's crazy because we're probably going to see the Challenger scene blow up as well if people actually want to be motivated enough to go down and compete there, which yep. which I'm, I'm interested in because I, I'd never watched Challengers this entire season, and now... I'm probably going to do it more often just because... There we... should be, like, at least four good teams in Challengers now. Oh, Whereas yeah. before, I think there was two. There's, like, yeah. Phase Academy and... Triumph Gaming with Fellow. Yeah. There's some teams out in Europe as well that are pretty nasty. I think it was, like, Team War in Europe, and then... 
the one from Australia. I can't remember their name right now, but uh, it'll, Renegades, it'll, maybe? it'll, it'll blow up for sure. Yeah, it'll definitely blow up with some of the bigger names in there. Next <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Like he's he's had so many. Like you could do a whole podcast just about Parasite and <laughs> what he's went through for the past five years. It's weird. I mean. He hasn't given up the dream respect, but next year yeah. it's going to be a lot harder to win those Challenger Cups, I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, hopefully hopefully we see something there. I mean, I'm probably going to be tuning into those more often. So I think so too, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for Episode 5 of Hold the Lane. Uh, we pretty much covered everything that we wanted to. Black Ops Cold War multiplayer reveal was was pr- pretty awesome for what it was. I mean, we saw a great, uh, great number of things confirmed that I was hoping would come back. And some newer things that I was hesitant about, but starting to grow uh, to like. And we got some more uh, hints about competitive um, free agency talk. If we don't have any, if we don't have any number of teams confirmed after this podcast is recorded, then I'll talk more about those rumors on the next show. But if we get some confirmed teams, I'll talk about those teams and my thoughts on those. But for now, that's pretty much it for Hold the Lane. Uh, Big thanks to Taylor for coming on. Uh, Hopefully we can have more guests and possibly you coming back in the future and talk about some more of these events and things of that nature. Um, Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. So for uh, for now, that's Hold the Lane. And my name is Dalton Floyd. I'll see you guys next time on Episode 6.